0: This is Katie Prejean-McGrady, and this is the AVE Explorers Lenten mini-series. I had this student come running into my classroom one year, and um, he was kind of a, a bit of a goofball of a kid, really, really tall. and. Kind of one of those teenagers that hasn't grown into his arms and his legs yet, but he had a great personality, a great sense of humor. Everybody loved him. He's a good, good kid. Let's let's just call him Jack. And Jack comes running into my classroom one year and uh, one day, and he goes, "Miss Prejean, Miss Prejean, I have the best idea for Lent." And I said, "Oh, okay, Jack. Tell me what is it. What's your what's your best idea for Lent?" And he said, "I'm gonna give up hot showers." And I looked at him. I said, "Man, Jack, that's a." that's a huge sacrifice. Hot showers, no hot showers for 40 days. And he said, no, no, I hacked the system. See, Sunday doesn't count for Lent. So I'm going to take hot baths during the week and then a hot shower on Sunday. And that's going to be my Lenten sacrifice. So I don't have to take cold showers. I just can't take hot showers but I can take the hot bath and then I can take the hot showers on Sunday because it doesn't count and he sat down pretty smug with himself thinking that he'd hacked lent that he'd figured out how to give something up without doing anything in the first place and I've never forgotten the conversation I've never forgotten the look of of smug pride on his little freshman boy face I've never forgotten the looks of horror from some of his classmates and I've, I've never really forgotten what I said back to him, which was just very simply, Jack, it doesn't mean anything if you're not trying. And I think I maybe deflated his bubble a little bit, but sometimes that's what a teacher has to do. He got a little pensive. He didn't say anything in response. But by the time Lent rolled around just a few days later, Ash Wednesday at school, students walking around with ashes on their forehead, you could tell which line they'd been in based on how big or tiny or smudgy the cross was. And I walked up to Jack in the commons area of the school, and I said, hey, so are you, uh, you still giving up the hot showers? And he hung his head. He said, no, you were right. I decided to give up everything except water and milk. Now, Jack was the student that always had a thermos of coffee when he walked into school. So for him to give up everything but water and milk was huge. A smile broke out across my face. I said, Jack, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. That's a real sacrifice. And he kind of shrugged his shoulders, didn't want, to, didn't want to seem too proud of himself, and he went, yeah, yeah, sacrifice is important, right? And he just kind of walked off. Sacrifice is important. For a 15-year-old boy who was going to hack the system and only take hot baths instead of hot showers, that was a pretty profound realization for him. Sacrifice is important. Sacrifice is worth it. Sacrifice is kind of the name of the game when it comes to the Lenten season. And that's where we find ourselves, just about a week away from the beginning of Lent, this season where we walk through the desert for 40 days, this season where we concentrate on how to pray, how to pray more and how to pray better, how to sacrifice, what to give up, why we give it up maybe those things that we're really, really attached to, those things that we know are maybe distracting us, whether that's social media or the soda or that extra episode before we go to bed at night. So we pray and we give up, and then we give. We give alms. We're generous. We, we work to become more eminently generous with both our time and our talent and our treasure. And I think it's it's really cool that at the beginning of this season... For Ave Explorers, we decided we're not going to look at a specific topic during this little mini series of the podcast, but instead we want to really kind of dive into Lent. What does Lent look like? How can we live Lent well? How can we journey through the desert in community? How can we have honest conversations about what we're dealing with when it comes to the things that Lent kind of dredges up, whether it's feelings of anxiety or, or feelings of, of, of hopelessness or, or whether it's excitement about what's coming at the end of the Lenten season as we launch into Easter? You know, Ave Explorers was created with this, this profound hope that we would help everyday faithful men and women try to live their faith more in the everyday. And I think a, a weekly little mini series talking about Lent can do just that. So the project of this mini is is very straightforward and very simple. We want to walk with you through the desert, day by day, through the course of Lent. Every week, an episode will drop on Tuesday, just like always, with an Ave Maria Press author who has written a book that kind of encapsulates a theme of Lent that we think is really valuable. We have a conversation with Gary Zemak about anxiety, a conversation with Joel Stepanek about humility, a conversation with Mary Lineberg about joy and hospitality. That'll be fun to see how we can fit that into Lent. A conversation with Emily DiArdo about mourning and sacrifice and suffering. All these conversations that we'll be having with these Ave authors are based off of books that they have written for Ave Maria Press that are readily available for you to not only use and and read and buy so that you have something to walk with throughout the course of Lent, but really I think will provide sources of comfort and, and aid as we go through the Lenten journey. If you're anything like me, about 15, 20 days in, you start to get a little weary By day 38, you're just ready for the darn thing to end, and day 39 is the longest ever, and by the time you get to Holy Thursday, oh boy, you are relieved. We're hoping that this weekly podcast will kind of be an anchor for you, and sometimes what is a storm of Lent, that these conversations with these authors who have written these books will help you, that these conversations about what they're doing, about how they wrote their books, about how they walk through Lent, can be for you a a source of comfort, a source of companionship throughout the Lenten season. Now, we would be remiss if we told you, hey, all these authors wrote these books, but we didn't give you some sort of a discount code to be able to go buy those books. So the folks over at Ave Maria Press very generously have created a coupon code just for you to be able to go get 25% off your entire order over at AveMariaPress.com. That code is very simple. It's just Explore Lent in all caps. We'll, of course, have that down in the show notes, along with links to all of the Lenten books that you can buy. Um, and that 25% off gets you 25% off your whole order and free shipping from AveMariaPress.com. So run to the website to grab the resources that you need for a holy and fruitful Lent. So with that little sales pitch and with that bit of an introduction, I want to tell you a little bit about our guest that's joining us today. Deacon Greg Kandra is up in the Diocese of Brooklyn. He's a writer. He has a really cool job now working um, in, in a really neat ministry. He blogs pretty frequently, and he is the author of this year's Ave Maria Press Daily Lenten Devotional, which you can buy on the website in both English and, for the first time ever, Spanish. And Deacon Greg is just, he's such a a bundle of joy. And I know that's kind of a cliche way to describe somebody, but he just, I felt like I was having coffee with my grandpa when we were having a conversation, um, talking about what he's doing for Lent, talking about ways that he approaches Lent, talking about how he wrote his book. As a fellow author, it's always nice to talk shop. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation with Deacon Greg. He He gets vulnerable, he gets open, he gets honest, and he really, he helps us prepare for the Lenten desert that we'll be walking into next week. So I hope you enjoy this week's conversation with Deacon Greg Kandra. Well, Deacon, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I've I've been a longtime fan of your blog, but for those who might not know you or who want to know a little bit more, tell us who you are, where you are, what you do.
1: (laughs) Okay, um, I, uh, I'm Deacon Greg Candra, and I am in the Diocese of Brooklyn, uh, which we call the City of Churches, or the City of Choiches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I've been a deacon for 12, it's almost 13 years, and shortly before I was ordained, for 26 years, I was a writer and producer for CBS News, first in Washington and then in New York, wow. working on a lot of shows like 48 hours, 60 minutes, Sunday morning, My last job was uh, as a writer for the CBS Evening News with Katie Couric. I now work for Catholic Near East Welfare Association, CNEWA, which is a papal agency. Uh, It's an agency of the Holy See, so I tell people I'm the only person who went from working for Katie Couric to working for the Pope. (laughs)
0: That's great, and I'm a a huge fan of both, so that's awesome.
1: (laughs) And uh, I've got my blog, The Deacon's Bench, which is all about my life as a deacon, and uh, church news and homilies and various aspects of the diaconate, and uh, here I am talking to you. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite part of being a deacon?
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite part of being a deacon is being able to share the gospel, to to preach. I love preaching. When I first started, uh, when I was first ordained, I was doing it almost every week, which was an incredible challenge, but immensely satisfying. And one of the reasons why I wanted to become a deacon was the opportunity to take what I had learned In the world of communications in television and radio and use some of those skills for the church. So I love being able to do that. And I love being able to write about my faith and uh, do things like this book that I just did.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that book, The Living Gospel, the daily devotional uh, for Lent that Ave put out this year. What was your... What was your focus? What was your goal? How, I mean, I, I wrote a, a daily one for teenagers a year ago, and I remember how difficult that was. So so tell us a little bit about your process and, and what went into
1: it. It is hard. It, it, you know, I did one a couple of years ago for Ave Maria on Advent, which was a lot easier because Advent is a shorter season. It's about half as long as Lent. And when you're preparing for Advent, you're really preparing for something happy and joyful. And there are all these sentimental feelings that we have from our our youth and our childhood and all these images that we associate with getting ready for Christmas. Um, But writing for Lent, writing about Lent and getting ready for Holy Week and, and Good Friday and Easter was much more challenging because it's longer and it's much more somber. And you're really taking a hard look at yourself and what you can do to try and improve your life and uh, get right with God in a lot of ways. It's, it's really a lot of stripping away and, and looking more intently at yourself and, and where you want to be.
0: That's kind of one of the challenges of lent that it's, it's not a happy-go-lucky 40 days. You can be happy during those 40 days, but, but it's really its the invitation of the church to be much more reflective and intentional yeah. on our sinfulness in the eyes of God, but then also our, our opportunity for redemption. Um, so it's kind of this, this tension of, I'm really, really thankful that Jesus died on the cross, but I'm also really sad that I had to give up chocolate so I could contemplate that, (laughs) right? Like it's this, it's this strange little balance. So how do you approach Lent? I mean, you wrote this book to help people think about it every single day, but what do you as a deacon do to get ready to prepare yourself? What are some of your practices throughout the course of the 40 days?
1: Well, the best thing i found, and that's one of the good things about this book, is it forced me to focus on this, is really to break it down into small pieces. And one of the, the attractions of this book, I think, the format of it, is that it invites you to do just that. Look at just four or five or six minutes a day, taking that time apart, do like a little mini contemplative retreat within yourself. And think about what you want to do that day and how you can work on yourself and work on your Lenten disciplines just for that one day. And the other great thing uh, that I try to keep in mind, uh, you know, we all backslide, we all fall off the wagon, we all suddenly find ourselves at McDonald's on a Friday afternoon (laughs) having a hamburger. (laughs) And, you know, uh, uh, what was I thinking? Um, You can always start over and you can always keep working at it, you know, and that's also, part of the beauty of Lent is, and it's part of the beauty of our faith is, we're continually starting over. We're continually uh, renewed, whether it is through the sacrament of reconciliation or through various uh, spiritual disciplines that we try to practice. There's always this this second chance that we're given, and Lent is full of them.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
1: Uh, so it's good to keep that in mind. That you know, I, I tell the story about. The, uh, a teacher that I had in high school, uh, one of the reflections, Mrs. Cambariati, she used to wear a pin in class that said, please be patient. God isn't finished with me yet. Mm-hmm. And I always loved that. And it's so true for all of us. We are all a work in progress. And Lent is a reminder of that.
0: Yeah. It shows us that, especially when we do trip up you know, maybe that, that practice that we said we were going to do daily mass, but we don't make it that day for a valid reason, or we were just lazy, and we didn't want to roll out of bed for the 630 morning mass. I know that's <laughs> often my excuse. Um, or I don't want to wake the toddler up and bring her with me. That's, that's not <laughs> happening. Or, you know, we, we slip in, and we have that chicken sandwich on Friday, or um, we grumble a lot about the fact that we can't have the chicken Sunday uh, sandwich on the Friday. I mean, it's, it's kind of that, again, back to that tension. But, you know, I think for me, the, the thing that I struggle with the most in Lent is the giving of alms. Not because I'm, I'm trying to be greedy, but I sometimes have a hard time figuring out ways to be more generous. And I'm not saying because I already am so generous, but because it's, I, I sometimes feel like I'm getting stuck in a rut of I can only give so much money to the poor. What are some ways that we can be more generous during the season of Lent? Because I think everybody understands prayer and fasting, but that giving of alms is is a unique one in that season.
1: One of the things that I touch on in one of the reflections, and I mention this almost every year whenever I preach on Ash Wednesday, is the idea that uh, Lent is a season of giving up, but giving up begins with giving. Mm. And if we can think of it, not just in giving alms, which is a good thing to do, but giving of yourself. Giving time, giving patience, uh, giving attention to someone who normally doesn't get it—you um, know, giving in ways like that that require some sacrifice and some, you know, inconvenience—I uh, think can be tremendously beneficial for for us and for the people that we try to help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Giving. I love that. That might be the title of the episode. Giving up starts for giving. Um, and that's the beauty of podcasting is in the course of conversation. So, so let me ask you, what are some things you're planning on doing for Lent 2020? If you want to bear your soul to our podcast crowd, you wrote this book. So you've kind of already lived Lent a bit. Um, but now that we're there, we're, we're coming up on Ash Wednesday. The 40 days are about to begin. What is Deacon Greg Kandra taking on?
1: Well, it it sounds so simple, but it's really challenging for me. Um, I have a deadline for a book. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And I am going to discipline myself and do some writing for that book and not watch television Mm. uh, during Lent, uh, which is hard because, uh, especially for me now, we're in the middle of the political season, and every night I want to see what horrible thing one of the (laughs) candidates has said. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so uh to so withdraw from that and sort of uh focus more intently on the spiritual writing that I have to do and uh, that I've been putting off and it's you know breathing down on me. And um really try and detach more from distractions like that that are always cluttering up my life and spend uh try and spend more time praying. Uh my wife and I pray every Sunday night, we do the rosary together. I'm going to try and, um, you know, up my game with that and, and do more of that and uh, spend less time on the subway on the way to work, uh, you know, looking at stupid videos on my cell phone and, um, and reading scripture and, you know, small things like that mm-hmm. uh, to hopefully enrich myself and yeah. enrich my life.
0: And it's almost like we forget how noisy our lives are until we get rid of those kinds of things. One lint, I gave up the radio. Now, this was long before I had Bluetooth in my car. Um, this lint, I should probably give up podcasts. But I, I had a very short commute. It was like three minutes up the road. I really could have walked to school, but I preferred to drive. And I just, just by not turning the radio on, I didn't realize how much I was inundating myself with just banter and noise and music first thing in the morning rather than Allowing kind of that ease into the day, that focus, allowing Christ to be the first thing. A lot of people these days give up social media um, because that's the source of noise within their life. For the person that maybe, and, and we have, we'll have, we have this conversation in a couple of weeks with Gary Zemak, but the person that's maybe a little more scrupulous for Lent, what are some like simple things that you would recommend? I mean, you're talking about very simple things, giving up those little distractions, but for the person who just, they're listening to this, Lent is a week out, they don't know what they want to do yet. Um, they don't know how they're necessarily going to enter into the season well. What would be some just very practical, simple, fatherly advice you'd like to give them?
1: Well, I think one of the best things to do is uh, to leave yourself open to the Holy Spirit. And if you're not sure what you should do, um, take that to prayer and, and give that to God. And you know, when I, I just uh, wrote a book on prayer last year, and one of the things I tried to emphasize was that prayer is not a monologue, it is a dialogue. And we need to spend as much time as we can listening to what God is saying to us and not just saying things to God. And um, I think Lent is a good opportunity to do that too, to find times just to be quiet and to be still and prayerfully listen for what God is trying to tell you, what he's been trying to tell you, but you were distracted by your cell phone or you know your podcast or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I think that could be a good way to start.
0: Yeah. It's not that God's not speaking. It's that we just often can't hear
1: exactly. And, and,
0: and Lent is that chance to listen and that chance to hear. Um, so if I'm, I meet you in an elevator or, or let's say I, meet, I bump into you in the subway and I've only got one stop to go. So we've got, it's been ages since I rode a subway, what, like a minute, a minute and a half between stops, <laughs> two minutes. Um, and we, we find out we're both Catholic. We find out we're both really excited for Lent, um, what would you encourage me with? I mean, that was great encouragement of, of you can't really mess it up, that it's an opportunity to just talk to God and have this dialogue. But, but what would kind of be that punch in the arm that you would give me on the subway?
1: Uh, I would say take it one day at a time. That sounds so obvious and so simple, but we tend to look at, uh, at Lent as this big, enormous thing with 40 days and you know how much longer uh, do I have to stop eating chocolate and how long until, until Easter? And you're being inundated, of course, whenever you go to the store, you see Easter bunnies and all this stuff. And you know, for a lot of times, that starts right after Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I would encourage people, baby steps, one day at a time. And, uh, you know, prop yourself up and encourage yourself and give thanks every day for the opportunity to do this every day. And, you know, something else that we tend not to do in prayer that we should do a lot more is pray in thanksgiving for what we have been able to do, the opportunities that we have, and pray for opportunities to continue to do better. And just, you know, like like I said about the book, it it breaks it into little bite-sized pieces and I think we should try and do that a little bit ourselves and to be gentle with ourselves too. Hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, it can be easy to be very scrupulous and be very hard on ourselves. Um, but we're not doing this alone. You know, God is walking with us and the Holy spirit is with us. And there's a billion Catholics around the world who are struggling the same way. And, uh, it helps to understand that. And, you know, to, like I said, just one day at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, God's not grading us on our Lent. We don't get an no. A or a D minus, right? We might grade ourselves, but but God's right. just grateful that we are hopefully paying attention to him a bit more and getting ready for that contemplation of Calvary. Um so thank you so much for your insights, Deacon. Where can folks find you? Obviously, we're, we're going to have the link to the book down in the show notes, but where is all things Deacon Greg Kandra on
1: the internet? <laughs> um, my blog is The Deacon's Bench. Uh, I just started, I just uh, launched a new website a couple of weeks ago, at thedeaconsbench.com, and uh, you'll find uh, Catholic news, you'll find homilies, there's ways you can reach me by email. I'm also on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And, uh... You can get the book through Ave Maria.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. so we'll have all that down in the show notes. Thank you again for your time. Thank you. Giving up starts with giving. It starts with a generous spirit. And walking into Lent with less of an attitude of, I'm going to do these things because that's what I have to do, and more how do I embrace this opportunity to grow in my faith, I think can really set us up for success in the Lenten season and I even hesitate to say the word success because it's not something that you win again you're not graded on your Lenten experience we'll hear next week a conversation with Gary Zemak where we talk about just that that you can't really fail the Lenten experience but you can walk into Lent prepared you can see it as a as a season of opportunity a chance to invest your time and your energy into praying more into focusing on how to be generous more and on ways that you can give things up so that you can concentrate more on God. Of course, we want to remind you that this Lenten miniseries comes with a bit of a reward, um, that we have a 25% off coupon available to you. Just use the code EXPLORELENT, all caps, at checkout. Um, at AveMariaPress.com and you'll get free shipping and 25% off your entire order and so you can get Deacon Greg Kandra's book, multiple copies it's so small and cheap that you should pass it out to your friends like candy. You can grab a copy of my Lenten book for teenagers, Lent One Day at a Time for Catholic Teens. You can get copies of some of the other Lenten devotionals one from um, Emily DiArdo Gary Zemack. You can also grab copies of books from other folks that we'll be interviewing. It's 25% off your entire order though so go wild and, and take advantage of everything available on the Ave Maria Press website. Thanks so much for listening this week. This mini-series will continue all throughout Lent, so make sure that you click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And of course, as always, we'd be grateful for a rating and a review so that other folks can get in on the Ave Explorers listening fun.